Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Untamed World Podcast, hosted by Sheridan LeBay. Join me on this untamed journey around the world as we explore sensuality, sexuality, and intimacy. Live your best untamed life. Should I clear my thing up? Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Untamed World. This is your host, Sheridan LeBay, here for another juicy and exciting episode. Today, I'm joined by Forrest Williams. Thank you for being here. Him is a spiritual slut and intimacy coach. It makes him sad to see how systematic trauma folks getting the level of satisfaction they crave. Relationships. He helps people develop secure attachments so they can deepen intimacy with themselves and the ones they care about most. I love it. I love everything about. It. Of course, I mean, I mean, I'm biased because that's I love it all things, but I love the concept of just like deepening intimacy with yourself. Like that's that's big because we don't really always think of intimacy as with ourselves. We always think of it as having to include someone else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's actually where I start all my clients off with is like with themselves first and then mm-hmm. they'll just notice how the relationships change in their life. I love that. How did you even become passionate about being a self-proclaimed spiritual slut, which I love, by the way. Um, We'll get into the meaning of that in a little bit. But how did you even get into this world? Because it's like 2021, we're getting having taboo, very taboo to be like, hey, sex therapist. So what inspired you to get into this world and become passionate about helping other people? Yeah, what a great question. Um, well, yeah, it goes back to my childhood, you know, just like not getting that depth of connection that I craved from my family. I grew mm-hmm. up in a pretty violent household, um, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of us do. And it took me a long time to even be able to articulate like, oh, that was abuse, like what? <laughs> so just the fact that right. abuse is so normalized and like we we're not even like able to identify like oh this relationship is abusive there's just so much healing that needs to happen so yeah i feel like a warrior of love <laughs> yeah well I, I agree i definitely feel like i've just had a conversation with another podcaster and it was like you you know we've got households where we're like I don't know if that's really normal. Like, it doesn't sound as weird until you say it, like, out loud. Talk to other people and hear about their stories, and you're like, okay, mine was... You know, like, that wasn't what happens. I think that's a great kind of first step that a lot of people, especially in our generation, we're taking that first step of, like, let me get back to... Because it starts, you know, 
a lot of that stuff with our childhood and our inner child. So I think that's awesome. So self-proclaimed spiritual stuff, like what does that mean to you? Like what, I mean, I know what spiritual means and I know what, what we've defined slut to be, but how do you, how did you mix those two? Yeah, well, I guess there's two parts to it. The first part is just reclaiming the word slut as an empowering mm -hmm. word for me. Um, Cause you know, like I'm a trans man, but I've lived mm -hmm. for 24 years in a female body and have experienced the world as a woman. Um, and I remember the word slut being weaponized against me when I was 12 mm -hmm. and I was yeah. wearing t-shirts. I wasn't, yeah. I didn't have boobs. Like, so right. <laughs> yeah, part of me is just like, yeah, I'm a slut. Like it's a form of liberation for me. Like to you, it might, not to you specifically, but to the general yeah. public, it might have negative right. connotation, but I like to put a positive connotation on it. Like, yeah, yeah. I own my sexuality and I like to have sex like yeah that's freaking awesome <laughs> it's like we're all doing it like i don't yeah yeah the spiritual piece um there's actually a little story behind this um so there's this big festival this big kink festival that happens in san francisco every year called the Folsom um street festival where there's like uh just people like being openly kinky mm -hmm. on the streets it's really cool um, and so I, I know they had that. Gotta look that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of demonstrations like on the street. It's a little like wow. gay male centric, which is problematic. You know, there's, it's intersectional. Lots to unpack. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. to unpack. <laughs> but I went to a kink themed play party um, after the Folsom Street Fair. Um, which like a play party for folks who don't know is a place where you have the opportunity to have sex with people. Mm -hmm. It's not like guaranteed you're going to have mm -hmm. high possibility, low expectations. Yeah. Um, so I went to a play party and I had like some awesome kinky, like one of the most exciting nights of my life. It was one of mm -hmm. those moments in my healing journey where I felt so free and I was like, wow, look at what sex could be and look how free yeah. it could be. And so, I uncharacteristically had like these huge dark hickeys like all over my neck. It was wow. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had a great night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone specifically asked me, can I bite your neck? And I was like, no one's asked me that before, but yeah, right. I'm curious. Yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so let's go like, for it. Bruises. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next morning I was uh, planning on going to this spiritual center called the Agape Center. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's not like it doesn't assume God is a person. It's more like God is an energy of love and let's all love together kind of a vibe. So I found myself waking up in the morning with all these hickeys on my neck, feeling like, oh my God, what am I gonna do with this? Like does anyone yeah. scarf I could borrow? And just feeling right. so much in it, it was messing me out. And I thought to myself, why is the fact that I experienced pleasure last night so stressful to me right now? And then I was mm -hmm. looking at my own internalized oppression. Like, when did it become unacceptable to display pleasure? You know, like, why do we have to hide that? Right. Um, and how spirituality culturally is kind of at odds with sexuality. But mm -hmm. I said, fuck it, I could be spiritual and I could be. Yeah. Spirit. And from that day, like, I am a spiritual slut. <laughs> I love it. And it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people that I know that are very like, 
spiritually in tune, you know, into meditation, whatever, tantra, I mean, so many layers to it. A lot of them are like the more spiritual they became, like the more sexual and sensual they became. Like it was like kind of one and the same, like the more awareness they can, I guess because like you just realize you're a divine being, but you're also a sensual being. So the more they tap into that, it just further like everybody like super spiritual is also very super sexual not blasting y'all because y'all will admit it too if y'all were like on here right now but everyone i know they're just like it's a it's a two-way like you grow in your spirituality and i think religion spirituality guys spirituality you grow in your spirituality and you something about that i guess recognizing that you're a divine being like getting back to source also helps you get back to the source of like the fact, like the root of where sensuality came from. There's sensuality yeah. and sexuality all throughout most religious texts, like like pretty much how all of them start. <laughs> all of them start off with that. And it's pretty much wars and chaos over that, like literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, I mean, you probably know this, but like the history of sex negativity, the reason we live in a sex negative culture is rooted in so much violence. Like it's all colonial it's... imperialism. I found interesting. Um, I don't know that it, I'm not an expert in the this subject, but I have read a little literature about how at one point, centuries ago, like prostitution was actually more of a sacred practice. Like prostitutes were like mm-hmm. specific, like kings and high officials, different people that were highly regarded. It was more they, for people, whether it was like a healing act or a spiritual act versus what people perceive that as to be today. So I thought that was interesting. Even the root being, it was something spiritual. And I think a lot of things, honestly, are spiritual. We turn it into something that it doesn't have to be. <laughs> we make it more than it has to be sometimes. Yeah, totally. So earlier you were a lot of your journey, your story started from rocky childhood, dealing with different traumas that we all have traumas and i'm sure in your work a lot of what you do is helping people get past traumas whether it's traumas that we're aware a lot of times like so how do you help you know how have you in your own life and with your clients helped people move from living in trauma like cause a lot of us to operate in like survival mode from dealing with trauma being in survival mode to realizing that trauma is not necessarily like identity and opera love and in our heart space. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor, the author of The Body is Not an Apology, she says mm-hmm. the body is technology of liberation, which ugh, <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah. You're right. Sounds, so, it sounds liberating. Chills. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The body has its own consciousness. We have like consciousness in our brain, but then the body is also conscious. And what we do when we're um, young people thrown into a world full of trauma, and then we get that trauma gets kind of thrust upon us, and then we don't have the adequate skills yeah. to cope with it. So we have other survival skills like numbing out or disassociating or whatever it mm-hmm. looks like for folks. There's a variety. Um, so the first step is to actually get reintroduced to the body, like to get, yeah. um, consciously connected, like your, your whole being to get just plugged mm-hmm. back in. 
but it's so painful <laughs> to experience, to actually feel the feelings in the body because we mm -hmm. haven't been dealing with it skillfully. So, you know, it, where I start with people, it's it's like so basic almost, but in a way it's really challenging because we don't have experience with like tuning into the feelings yeah. and actually processing them. So yeah. that's the starting point is like getting connected to the body and building up the skills to be able to like feel the feelings, like the breath work. Yeah. I do EFT tapping with folks. Um, yeah, and there's also like non-somatic practices that we do too, like just reframing or being able to process emotionally like what even happened in the past so that you can move forward. Uh-oh, I lost sound. It looks like you're muted. Can you hear me? You're back, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're back. So you were talking about EFT tapping. I'm not really like 100% confident I know what it is. Explain that. Yeah, I would love to. So this is a really, really simple practice, but it's so powerful and it's so accessible because you just need your hands to do it. So I love sharing this practice with people. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It's the practice of um, like mapping out the meridians, the energy meridians along your body. You could think of them oh. as like energy highways. And mm -hmm. um, you tap along the energy points. There's a set of them. Um, and so it, what it does is it awakens this dormant energy, which is usually the trauma that we were unable to process, yeah. but it's like locked in our DNA. So yeah. it helps loosen it up. Um, and then with EFT tapping, there's a specific sequence of um, like you process the negative and then you invite in the mm -hmm. positive. So it's a way to like, you know, yeah. Because it's easy to conceptually yeah. understand like, okay, like mm -hmm. I'm living in a scarcity mindset, so I want to step into abundance. But then your body is like, wait, I'm not ready. So EFT tapping is a way hey. to like loosen that stuff up so you can really step into a new paradigm. Because we really do like in our body. Like, I think we know that on a very, but I don't think that we really like average person does not really like understand the depth that like our body stores trauma. Like, our body, yeah, we're processing emotions, and there's a that our body like was like, okay, we're gonna take on this tension for you. and let you remain kind of like in the present world. So, and I've, I've realized that, yeah. especially recently, I've, I went, I had a car accident in January. And so oh. I like natural healing, cause I'm just not a big, like, like acupuncture. There's like a place out here, everywhere where they do like stretch therapy, but they also like really get into your muscles, doing like um, some other type of like modality. Within that, I realized I was talking to the therapist that does like the massage gun, and she's like, "Yeah, a lot of people will come for a session and then like days later have like a random emotional release because like we're literally storing emotions." And I've experienced like I had a, a, a appointment and probably like later that day like had a conversation that was like long overdue with somebody, and I was like, "Where did this come from?" And, like literally, I she released like a lot of tension I had in my hips. And I was like, we literally were just talking about this. So that's why I love yoga, I love stretching and just other EFT, breath work. We're really trying to release so we can be present because our body really is soaring. 
carry anymore. We don't have to carry any of that. Like, no. let it, like, not let it like, small word, small phrase to say, but release it so you can, like, chew it into what, you know, what you're, your higher, your higher self, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't think your way out of trauma, you know? Like, when you go to talk therapy, it's helpful to a certain degree, but you yeah. have to find yeah. it with the body. That makes sense. So some of your clients, some of the common blockages that you find, of course, like we don't all have the same backgrounds or anything like that, but I'm sure in your work over time, some consistencies, what are some of the, the blockages helps people work through? Yeah. Well, you know, I like to define intimacy as a state of uh, mutual vulnerability. So like if I'm mm -hmm. being vulnerable with you being vulnerable, then we're having intimacy together. Um, and what I find blocking that for a lot of people is um, a lack of authenticity out of fear of abandonment or rejection, which I think is so universal. Like even I have that, you know, which is why I'm able to help people with it. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I've been there, I get it. Like I'm still doing this. So like, let me also help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's um said that because I never would have different attachment styles, but I never would have people not wanting to be authentic or like true themselves like a fear of abandonment. Like that's that's yeah. pretty it's sad. <laughs> my mind's kinda blown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like it's yeah, a survival skill to yeah. be in relationship with one another because we literally yeah. can't live alone. Like yeah. we need to cooperate to survive. Yeah. So, you know, because of the trauma you learn from a young age, like I will be safe if I repress myself or right. if I don't show all of my parts of myself because I might yeah. be abandoned and alone. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually something I've realized. I don't think I've abandoned attachment, I was avoiding attachment, but I do feel like a part of me, like I'm a Sagittarius. So naturally I'm blunt and very authentic, very transparent, but, but you know, the time you kind of, I'm a, I, this is my experience, but I think growing up at some point, okay, my words have repercussions, repercussions, repercussions. So I started to kind of be cautious about what I said or what I shared. And, and I realized in adulthood the, where it's like, that's not true to who I am. Like I have to bang my truth and also be okay with like, what responses to that truth whether it's like I'm not, I don't get the reaction but too it's like we can be truthful but we're like well, if I don't get then I feel like it was pointless and it's like you can't, yeah. can't repress your authenticity or your certain expectation I'm sure you can say something your journey you know you've, you've talked about on your platform you know, the amount of time be authentic in who you were identified and it's like I'm sure that took being like, hey, I gotta tell the truth of what I think people are gonna say, or if I don't get the reaction, I'm not gonna feel like now nah, I can't go tell my truth. It's just like my truth is my whoever likes it, like it likes it, and who doesn't, you know, uh, silence myself to make someone else feel better. Yeah, exactly, spot on. Um, and that's how you know you have secure attachment with yourself is if you're able to like. Um, mm -hmm. like be able to handle those emotions of like, oh, somebody did reject me or somebody didn't like this. And then knowing that, oh, but it really deeply resonates with someone else. And now I have even deeper connection in my life because I don't have space for the people who don't like who I am.
Yeah, and with that, that's what I'm sure you all the, to me it's like the work you do is so intertwined because it's like inner child work it's trauma work it's attachment and yeah, I feel like a lot of those overlap something I saw you mentioned um on your website about some of the techniques that you use and share with your client self-journaling and how it's also helped you like heal your curious what exactly future self-journaling is like I journal like I have like a hate mail journal rage writing and then I have a journal where it's like, oh, it's like what's in the future self journal yeah Ooh. okay this is fun to talk about it's almost like time traveling and it truly feels magical in that way yeah so like we experience reality in our minds you know so like whatever you believe mm -hmm. to be true it's going to impact your actions and like how you show up in the world um so like the practice of future self journaling is like mentally time traveling into the future so i for some reason i like to go to my 40 year old self because i have this story in my head of like when i'm 40 i'll have all my shit together like i'll be <laughs> like that's who i need i, to feel, that's, I feel the same way too though like as a 28 year old 35 40 probably around be like okay <laughs> i totally understand <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm like mid Saturn's return right now. So I'm like, 40 year old self, please help guide me in these this. Moments. This Saturn return is no joke. I'm on the end of my Saturn return and I'm like, I just, you know, where's the tunnel? Like, where's the exit? Like, let me know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So the magical part about future self journaling is um, when you're tapping into the future, um, the idea is to get as emotional as possible because even mm. if you're not experiencing it in real life your body doesn't understand the difference so on like wow. a cellular level if you're excited about your future life and like writing out every day like i'm surrounded by people who love me mm. i balance my my life between mm. resting creating and playing like we just create the dream in your mind and then your body will start to feel it and then it, it impacts how you go throughout the day so like when i write about like i balance my schedule and then when mm. i'm noticing my schedule's not balanced it's like top of mind you know my body's having yeah. a reaction to that like hey this is what we talked about this morning right yeah like what do not compute that's interesting yeah. so i've i've kind of done that before i've heard it called how do you get in the emotional space for you know, I've scripted, I've written to my future self, written as though it already is. But sometimes I find myself like writing it, but I'm like, okay, girl. And I have this, and I have doing this, but it's my body to believe it. It's like, some days, I guess it's just some days I'm not to move. Like, whatever. But, you know, how do you like emotionally, like, compared to where we are journaling? You're not just one your eyes, like, Blah, 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 but you're really like getting it. Right. Oh, man, I love that question. It's so practical. Yeah, like I do this every, well, almost every morning. I'm not perfect about mm -hmm. it, but um, I'm pretty consistent with the journaling practice, and it feels different to me every day. Like some days I'm like, wow, yeah. I really feel it. And some days I'm like, oh, my God, I think I need to meditate because I'm out of touch with something. <laughs> I can't yeah. body right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes so I think um, just having patience with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And usually the days that I'm unable to like tap into that state of mind, I'm usually in a hurry or I'm rushed. And so that's like good feedback yeah. for me to slow down like my entire schedule. 
or it's feedback of like, okay, there's some part of my emotional experience that doesn't have to do with the future that I'm like out of touch with right now. And I'm just having trouble connecting with my body in general, which is always helpful feedback. It's not exciting feedback, but it's good information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love the concept of feedback too. And I can, not only with the journaling, but just like when you're on the self you want to call this because we're always on a journey but i've noticed the more that i've gotten back into my body and the more that i'm aware it's like the feedback is quicker you know before like even with something like getting a common cold you might not realize it until you get the cold and you're like oh i'm sick but then it's like the more you become aware of your body it's like two weeks prior you're like mm, something's off like something that you probably wouldn't have noticed a few years ago because aren't you weren't as present in your body or even in situations situations now where it's like two or three years ago I would have handled it totally different and now like I can okay I'm recognizing everything that's happening right now like let me be present I overreact let me not you know either so I love how all that intertwines started talking about in the beginning just get back into your body. Like, I think that's so important. I think every podcast interview I've done so far, we talk about it in some portion of it. Like a lot of self-healing, a lot of self-journey is like just being present in like the vessel that we've been given. Like we are so focused outward. We're so, you know, there's so much thing, so many things to be distracted by, especially like in modern day world, you could be occupied 24-7. And I think a lot of healing spirituality really just ties back to present like just being with yourself i i love that yeah totally yeah plus the western world is just so like obsessed with logic and the brain it's a little out of balance in my opinion so yeah, yeah it's like a you have to like relearn like oh yeah how do i connect with mm -hmm. my body <laughs> yeah so as we segue into Untamed power hour i do have so with you being on the journey with you being your body and then also Chris helping other how have you seen that improve your own sex life? Like how have you seen being oh, yeah. that being with a partner? That could just be like your own like sensual body, right? How have you seen that just kind of your own self? Yeah. Oh, thank you for this question. Um <laughs> I do have great sex with people, but my my sex life started getting so much better when I actually started changing the way I was having sex with myself. Like what you're talking mm. about, just being more connected into the body, yeah. like slowing down, doing some breathing, yeah. taking my time, yeah. like doing the build up, the foreplay that I would expect from a partner, but like doing it with myself, yeah. like making love to myself, not just like doing the mechanics to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love also, that. like, um, part of my practice of, like, reconnecting with my body in a sexual context is also, like, tasting my cum and being like, wow, this is sweet mm -hmm. and delicious. Or, like, wow. watching myself masturbate in front of the mirror yeah. and being like, wow, I look so sexy when my arm moves this way and, like, seeing my, yeah. my clitoris, like, enlarge and, like, yeah, just, like, seeing, like, right. it, it's the sort of mindfulness and slowness and attention to detail where I'm just like yeah. so fully plugged into the present moment that there's nowhere else to be, you know? Yeah. 
I love that your clients like suggest them incorporating self-pleasure into their journey. journey. A lot of like sex away galore and porn galore and whatever other information, it's still kind of taboo. Like it's still kind of like, you know, what range you can talk about it. Like, does she do this? Like, is she ready to talk about this? So that you with your clients is that part of kind of every client's different but do you find yourself that yeah a hundred percent yeah i have like a whole list of practices like self-pleasure practices for folks to do and in fact i even (laughs) um every month i facilitate two hour energy healings over zoom and there's three parts the first part is eft tapping the second part is a guided meditation and then the third part is a guided masturbation so we even use masturbation yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is really different i love that idea i think think it it reminds me of like um some of the teachers that teach time where they'll teach people in person kind of like tantra with themselves and or partners so i think sometimes we just need that little push that little guidance of like explore yourself like exploring yourself really is going to just make you more confident when you do have sexual interactions with other people because you're like i know how to make myself come so i'm not relying on you for this yeah like i'm not relying on you for this we're just here because i want to share energy like regardless i'm gonna get mine so (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think so many of us are, uh, like, indoctrinated in, like, the heteropatriarchy, and so mm-hmm. there's this, like, assumed script that happens sexually, like, oh, yeah. if you're a woman, you're assumed to be, like, passive, almost, like, mm-hmm. to be receptive is different than being passive, like, you can be active. Yeah, that's receptive. a great point, but, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you have to know how you like your body touch, yeah. you have to know how to communicate that too so you can have good sex you can't just mm-hmm. expect the person to read your mind or to follow this hetero patriarchal script which like puts a lot of emphasis on right. the phallic the phallic penis right. as if that's going to give you an orgasm like most of the time it doesn't like you need mm-hmm. to simulate your clitoris to, to be warmed up yeah i love how you said that too because i think a lot of us have probably had partners that have asked us and we've probably been shy about it. like i've not I've been asked in the past like so what do you like and i'm like i know but i'm like oh do you want me to tell you like you want to know for real for real like and not that i think it's even anything that's like crazy especially in today's world but it's, sometimes it's just actually being asked like hey what do you like in the bedroom it's like oh okay, like, I gotta get, I gotta tell you. <laughs> so also just having that courage of, especially if your partner is asking, like, it's okay. If you gotta text it out and just send it and close your phone or gotta send a video because you don't want to, like, write it out, like, figure it out. But yeah. especially if you have a partner that's being attentive and that's saying, hey, what are some things you like? You know, like, that's your cue. Like, tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, like, I still struggle with communicating what I like in bed. Like, yeah, if you're so an average person, I'm probably an expert, but it's a journey. Like, yeah. there's always a It's for sure a journey. Yeah. I feel like that even with, like, sexing sometimes, it's like, even it's a party that you've already had, and it's like, why, why am I being like we've already done it like this is like it's, it's just it's so funny for like a little kid sometimes like even the most sexually liberated person you can still be like okay well, let me just send it and i'm gonna close my phone and go on about my day and it's like i'm a whole 28 year old human being. <laughs> right 
Right. Well, that's the way into sexual liberation is like you have to stretch yeah. outside of your comfort zone. So yeah. whenever you're leaving your comfort zone, you're going to feel an emotional response in your body because if it's unfamiliar, <laughs> the brain interprets anything as unfamiliar as a danger because it's like, we don't know what's going to happen next. We're in danger now. And so right. there's like this heart beating that happens, some sweaty yeah. responses. So it's all just part of the process. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What... So basically, if, you, if you're planning on sending a risky text and you need a design, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take some deep breaths and, you know, ground into the box. <laughs> just press send and just YOLO. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> we're going to segue into what I like to call our untamed power hour. Ooh, everybody always is like, ooh, what's going on? So I'm going to ask you a few untamed questions whatever comes top of mind answer there's no answer we're looking for going. so okay first question tell me about a memorable untamed experience or story <laughs> um <laughs> a couple years ago i went to go visit my girlfriend in new york and um we were in central park and I ate her out while she was standing up, <laughs> like really, yeah, like really looking around, making sure no one was there. And like, <laughs> what was it like? Daytime, you got to see. Was it daytime? Really daytime. Was a lot of people around. Oh, this is like the most untamed story we've heard so far. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we just that is snuck behind We're like, okay, let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, did y'all get caught, or was it a clean break, or no. what? Like. <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. Luckily, we didn't cut. To me, is like, ooh, that's so exciting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Untamed mean to you. Um, I guess to me, it means like being my authentic self, no matter what society tells me, which society is usually like shaped by these systems of oppression anyways you know so like mm -hmm. white supremacist capitalist patriarchy like i know white supremacy mm -hmm. hits me differently than a person of color and just being like no i don't subscribe to that i'm gonna do me actually oh you're muted again okay can you hear me yeah okay <laughs> i love like especially in today's times with so many labels and so many like oppressions quote-unquote kind of trying to be thrown your way that kind of radical radical in today's time radical accountability of like hey like i'm not going to subscribe to these things like just because they may exist or somebody's trying to place these limitations on me doesn't mean it has to be like a part of my reality i know some people hear that may seem like you're trying to like i think sometimes that can be interpreted as people thinking that you're not trying to be in touch with reality but i think there's a balance i think there's a balance of like hey i can acknowledge what's going on without placing that as a truth or reality over my actual life so i love that i definitely yeah. fully understand it okay next question is what's currently making you feel untamed Ooh, um you know i have very recently started an OnlyFans. Um, oh, I'm sure that makes you feel untamed. <laughs> yeah, I feel so exhilarated because like people see me and they're like, you're so sexually liberated. And I'm like, 
Well, yeah, I guess I'm in a different place in my journey than you are, but I'm still getting nervous, yeah. like, posing for the camera, and it's, yeah. like, a whole next level for me to be, like, look, I have a body, and it should be celebrated, like, right. what people's body should look like or how it should perform, especially as a trans guy, like, there's just, like, yeah. a lot of, you know, like, accepting the curves of my body or, like, mm-hmm. you know, just so many pieces of it where I'm, like, just really kind of... um accepting it for myself but also like inviting people into that and being like look look how awesome bodies are like they don't have to be perfect you can just love them yeah i love that i love that a lot um next question so we created a playing card game called untamed date night so essentially we created about 120 questions that range from mild to wild to untamed the purpose, of course, is whether you're on a first date or you're having a game night with a partner, you, I'm sure there's questions in there that you've never actually asked your answer to. So, I want to ask you a question. Number between 1 and 50. I'm going to ask you one of the questions. 24. Ooh, okay. 24 is... Okay, some of the... 24, who has had the most influence? Oh, my God. Wow, that's a deep one. Yeah. Some of questions where it's like, oh, you hit my soul. <laughs> um, maybe Angel Kyoto Williams. I feel like it might be a tie between a few folks. Um, Angel Kyoto Williams is a radical Buddhist. Um, they're a person of color, and they're queer. AFAB assigned female at birth. I'm not super sure what their gender is, so I don't want to like misgender mm-hmm. them. Um, but they wrote this book called Radical Dharma. They co-authored it with Lama Rod Owens, who is a queer black artist. Okay. Lama, highly recommend his work. Wow. They're just okay. amazing people. Um, but it's kind of like my Bible, to be honest with you. Like they just, they get to the root of so many things and it's so deeply truthful. Um, it's really helped me to understand like the context yeah. of the world I'm living in is so that I can be like, actually, I don't consent to that. And then kind of like find my own liberation. Yeah. I like that. We'll have to check out those books. So thank you for sharing that. And we have a couple more questions. What is you have for being untamed? Ooh. Um, I like to tell people, make your voice the loudest voice in your head, because you're always going to hear the voices from society, from your parents, from the movies, from the songs, from pop culture. But if you really want to live in alignment with your truth, like, those voices aren't going to disappear. You just have to reground yourself in your truth. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're seeing yourself in the mirror, that you're validating what you're proud of in yourself and not seeking that from somewhere else. I love that. If it's the loudest, make sure it's a positive voice too. Because I know, yes, our our inner voice work is huge too. <laughs> Someone told me a long time ago. Would you imagine you had a little sibling? Would you talk to your little sibling how your inner voice talks to you? And I was like, oh, that hit me in the chest. <laughs> was like, no, it'd be nicer. So yes, definitely, I love that. Yeah. And the last born with negative self talk, it comes from outside of us. Yeah, right. That is very true. Very true. Question is what's something untamed you've done in 2021? 2021. Hmm. Um, 
You know, I've experienced a lot of censorship on TikTok, on Instagram, mm -hmm. on Patreon. Oh my gosh, um, yes. Yeah, just being a spiritual slut, like offering guided masturbations. There's so much, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't even use certain words. I can't, yeah, I've had videos. Don't like, get me yeah. started on TikTok. <laughs> I literally just like got a post taken down for the second time. I'm like, Y'all have lingerie yeah. here, but you can't you have lingerie, lingerie here. Make it makes sense. So I totally understand. Yeah. And the, I mean, my whole intention is to create a revolution of like love, you know, because we're living in such a like trauma, fear based society right. that I'm trying to like help people step into a whole new paradigm. And I'm like, yeah. oh, of course, I'm going to meet resistance against this sex negative mm -hmm. paradigm. I, yeah. So it's like trying to change the beast from the inside out. And I don't know, just like not letting that stop me and being like, okay, yeah. I'm frustrated. I'm going to process this anger. And then I'm going to come back and like, how could I enjoy this experience? Yeah. So I've been working around the censorship and almost making it playful by using like ridiculous terms like banana for penis and like yeah. papaya for vagina, you know, just so, so crazy that we have to do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why children are lost today. Like one of my good mentors, we went to a retreat years ago and she was like, she's a sex therapist. And she was like, even with my, I think her daughter, even she was saying when her daughter was like eight or nine, she's like, we didn't use words. Like, I don't even know what they use words for now instead of pussy, but like we didn't, I can't even think of a word, but it's because they weren't using the actual terms for our genitals. And it's like yeah. crazy that censorship is having But thank you so much. I've really, I've really enjoyed our time today for us. We really talked about a lot of things. Hopefully, People, I know people took things away. I hope people really reflect on getting back into your body, journaling, healing some of that trauma so you can be your best spiritual slut. Honestly, like I'm here for the word. I, I love it. Love it so much. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah. Um, let everyone know how they can connect with you. How can you more about what you're doing? Yeah, um, so you can follow me on TikTok. Um, my handle is Spiritual Slut. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at The Human Condition Coaching. That's also the name of my website, so you can find me there. Um, every month I host these energy healings. I have one coming mm -hmm. up this Saturday, so um, August 21st. I think, I'm not sure when you're going to edit and publish. Yeah, that. it'll be after it, but people definitely can connect. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have another yeah, okay. one by then. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, they'll be monthly. So there's that. And then I also have a monthly uh, Zoom call called Relationship Hour where people can get some help with their love life um, and walk away with some actionable steps. And then if people want to reach out for one on one coaching, that's something I'm happy to offer um, and help people develop secure attachment. And they can just go to my website to check yeah. that out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has definitely been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening and tuning in to another episode untamed world until next time untamed bye guys thank you for listening to another episode of the untamed world podcast this is your host sheridan LeBay checking out stay tuned and connect with us on the untamed world on twitter instagram and if you know anyone who should be interviewed or you would love to sponsor an episode email us hello at the untamed world.com until next time, be untamed. Be untamed.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.